Hey there, Joe. How are you going? I'm well, thank you, Richard. Doing very well. It is uh, great to be chatting with you today. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, what's been happening? What's uh, some of your Corona life experiences? <laughs> well, I've been, um, as part of trying to be healthy, walking around, I've told you that, but I've taken to walking along the beach a lot more, which I've really enjoyed. Mm. Um, but, of course, it's now whale season, Richard which I'm super excited about because despite some effort I put in last year, I saw no whales and not one whale last year and I was feeling quite disgruntled. You went, uh, You were really looking for whales last well, year. Well, I mean, I wasn't desperate, but I wanted them. I wanted to see them so I would bowl up to the coast and think, all right, whales, <laughs> come on. Because I have had that experience before. One day I was just walking along Merriweather Beach, yeah. looked out, there were some whales breaching and spouting and it was amazing so I just now think that whenever I bowl up to the beach I'm going to see whales but (laughs) Richard I can tell you about this new app I've discovered it's called Whales New South Wales oh yeah and I can tell you that today at 6 25 two adult whales two humpbacks were spotted at Bar Beach and you can actually get notifications it shows you this map and you can click like I want to see the whales from yesterday or today or the last week and you can click on your zone, so Newcastle, and see when the whales, where whales have been spotted. And you could even get, I'm trying to work out why mine is not working, but you can get notifications about whales being there. So you could essentially go to the beach to see the whales. Really? And it has like, you can, once you click into the whale that's been spotted, it tells you whether it's been blowing or breaching or cruising or diving or tail fin slapping. Oh, it's just taken my while watching to the next level. That's that's fantastic. So we, we could be having a very important meeting or something like that and the notification comes in and it's like, right, we need to drop everything. There's a whale off Merriweather Beach. There are two adult humpback whales breaching and blowing off Merriweather <laughs> Beach and I need to go and see it. Yeah, I have, in, I, have, I have a problem with my notifications. For some reason they're not working. So I think it's just me though because – I have all my notifications for basically everything switched off and now trying to turn it back on again. It's a bit complex. <laughs> but I am very excited about this app. I've had it for two weeks and I have monitored closely whale activity around Bar Beach and Merriweather. I've actually considered having notifications turned on for Sydney because coming through from Sydney, that will get me ready for when they arrive in Newcastle. <laughs> Is it, they're travelling uh, north right now. Yeah, they're going north to the warmer weather, yeah. um, warmer waters. Here's a question I have, though. There's a few that report, say, we'll say nine adults and a calf. And I'm like, I don't think, I thought they had the calves up north. You're asking you know this? the wrong person on <laughs> whale reproduction <laughs> habits, Joe. But- I nearly Googled this morning, when do whales have their calves? And then yeah. I thought, no, that's just going too far. I'm going to experience <laughs> this on a, organically and I'm going to look for calves when I see the whale notifications. I'm going to look for calves as well, and that will be fine. Yeah. So you anyway, have, it's been fun. You have actually seen been seeing whales in the last few weeks. I have I've seen no whales as yet. I've oh, right. seen my whale app, but I'm I'm like going regularly to see the whales, but I miss them every time. <laughs> well, so. let us know in coming weeks if you have seen a whale. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I now feel like I've I've really hyped up what is essentially just me looking at an app and looking at some water, hopefully. But no, I am really no. excited about seeing some whales. This is the stuff we love to hear about. So it's called yes. uh, the Whale App, is it? 
Oh, it's called Whale NSW. Wales NSW. I think okay. it's New South Wales government app, actually. Made yeah, me feel yeah. very thankful for the taxes we're paying. <laughs> well, All yeah. right. I'm interested. I'll look out for that. Yeah. I would love to see some whales off the coast. Yeah. And it's fun because it's got a map, it's got graphics, it tells you what kind of whales. It's excellent. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> what about you, Richard? What have you been up to? Oh, well, uh, I thought today I'd share a little bit of TV watching. I, this is not something I want to do every week, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> And I, I honestly don't think I'm watching more TV during COVID than I was before. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the series has caught my attention, which is, like, wildly popular. Everyone has been watching it. Um, it's called The Last Dance. by, yes. uh, And it's about the 1997-98 Chicago Bulls season with uh, Michael Jordan. And, yes, um, I've heard it, about it. You know, I, I dipped into this just thinking I'll have a look, but – uh, man, it, it brought back for me. Someone in my forties. There's a lot of nostalgia taking taking me back to the to the nineties. There, um, <laughs> the uh, you know the the pleated pants and double breasted suits. Uh, the sort of explosion of American culture. Um, the excitement about this team across the other side of the world that you know I had never been to North America or Chicago, but just the excitement that was going on about this team. Uh, and wow. the, um, yeah, the series has been really engaging. Uh, now, sort of full-on language alert here, Joe. These, these guys, <laughs> <It's not clean. laughs> they, they speak like sportsmen do, uh, and so that hasn't been edited. I mean, that's part of the portrayal. Um, but just really fascinating. As well as the culture, each episode is kind of like dealing with a question, like, um, uh, you know, can you be an elite athlete and still be a nice guy? Or um, how do you respond if some team is just playing dirty with you? Or uh, can you take someone who doesn't fit the, the the normal kind of athlete and can you shape their skills and personality and bring out the best in them? Um, yeah, right. So each of those episodes kind of addresses one of those and uh, – yeah, so I'm, as well as the basketball is just amazingly entertaining, the skills that these guys have. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what I've what I've taken away from it. Partly, you just enjoyed it, though. I think good. it's a straight-out enjoyment, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think I could have made made it an elite basketball, Joe. That's... <laughs> <laughs> is this TV show helping you realize that? Yeah, or? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad I didn't invest a lot of time <laughs> in trying to make it in the NBA. But, uh, you know, everybody was in the 90s. So, yeah. So, um, no. Yeah. Trying to not, yeah, as I said, and try not to watch too much TV, but uh, this is, was, yeah, genuinely entertaining. And, Enjoyable. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. that's great. So that's my story. <laughs> Here's the question. Has Jen been watching it with you or has this been a something she has not enjoyed? No, with not you? at all. She barely, <laughs> we barely watch anything together. It's funny. <laughs> you just you don't know, have the same taste. If you had a – is it a Venn diagram or something? The, the, the circles oh, yeah. are, are barely touching on the circumference. Uh, that's, uh, that's our entertainment factor. But we, we'll talk about that another another podcast. <laughs> another podcast. Yes, we're running out of time. We should talk about something yes. – um, about Jesus. Mo- moving on <laughs> spiritually, Joe. What what are you reading in the Bible at the moment? Well, I was I um, yeah, I've been reading one and two Samuel with my MTS trainee, who's also known as Joe, yep. and um, we got to two Samuel six yesterday. Yeah, 
and which is, of course, uh, the Ark of the Covenant being brought into Jerusalem by David. And it's pretty intense. If you haven't read it, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go read it. It's a fascinating chapter. Um, and then I just needed to, we didn't get to 2 Samuel 7. We were saving that for next week. But I just had to read it because <laughs> it's just one of my lecturers at college called it a purple passage and I've never forgotten how significant 2 Samuel 7 was from that that lecture. He just talked about how significant the promises God makes to David in 2 Samuel 7 are and David's response of just thankfulness and praising God. Oh, yeah, so, it's huge. It's massive. I love it. And there's this point in 2 Samuel 7 verse 10 where God is speaking to Nathan and he's sending Nathan to tell his servant David, who's king, who's wanting to um, build a house for David, for God. And God says to him, I will provide a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they can have a home of their own and will no longer be disturbed. And it I think I understand that differently now, having read 2 Samuel with my trainee. Mm -hmm. We've just been thinking about the Philistines and the the attacks and the the uncertainty and the promise of God to be planting the people, his people, in the long term is just a beautiful image. And I I think I see that so much in the reality of the Christian life with Jesus, that we are like we're rooted and established in Jesus. He's like the capstone. He's the head of the body. Like all of those are such beautiful images of being of security and identity in God and I don't know. I I just bring those all together at the same time. Yeah, but, there's a agricultural botanical sort of image there, the planting. Something. Yes. Uh, yes. Which uh, when he says I will plant them so that they can have a home and not be disturbed. And yeah, like you say, um I think that's Colossians you're thinking of where we're um rooted in him like there's again yes. that plant image comes through yeah yeah and then yeah because as, as I was saying my mind then goes to all the different images we have and all of them make me think of how much the planting and establishing is in is done by God in Jesus and mm. that's how you know we in Jesus uniting himself to us um, and sending his spirit to us and yeah, it just it's all secured in God's promises and God's action to us, all of this this planting that yeah. God does. And Going I love it. Way back to 1,000 years BC, 3,000 yeah. years ago, yeah. there's this word, this promise. Mm. Yeah. And then Fantastic. in verse 22 how he says, David just responds the right way, how great you are, sovereign Lord. There's no one like you. There's no God but you. And as we've heard with our own ears. And I yeah. just... That made me think. It gave me the words. I loved it. Yeah, it's that's mm. worship, isn't it? Like mm. he's not doesn't offer to contribute to the plan of salvation. Mm. He just receives it and praises yeah. God. Yeah, that's a great point. I hadn't even thought. Yeah, that's I hadn't thought that, but that is very true. Yeah. And so you you kind of turned verse twenty two into a prayer in your own life. Yeah, I think so. I think I just sort of thought those are my words, God. That's what I <laughs> want to say to you. Like you are really great. There's none like yeah. you, and I've heard it from your word here, and it was just a really, I really enjoyed it. I, mm. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to indulge in two Samuel seven, and oh, it yeah. was really nice. So I'm looking forward to reading it next week with Joe. Oh yeah, no, she'll love it. Two Samuel, it's a fantastic, very easy to read book. Like the, mm. the narrative just draws you along. So um, yeah, yeah, it's great. Mm. Yeah, cool. 
And what have you been reading, Richard? Oh, well, I have been enjoying some reading. Reading at the moment, something a book called Jesus and the Eyewitnesses, the mm-hmm. Gospel as Eyewitness Testimony by someone called Richard Borkham. Yeah, about 2006, somebody put me onto this, one of my old college friends. Um, and uh, I thought, oh, well, yeah, I'll have a look at that. And it's interesting. The big idea of this book is that the Gospels uh, weren't, like a series of stories just kind of adapted and changed over time with a long distance elapsing between the action and the the writing down. They were actually mm. pretty much eyewitness testimony. Mm. Um, now, I think probably in conservative Christian circles, we're good with I- that idea. We're okay with that. But in academia, that's actually challenged a lot. And there's this, um, that, that there's this big gap there. And mm. I, I think we sort of see that filter out into attitudes in the culture towards the Bible, that it's kind of some stories with maybe a, a nugget of truth somewhere in the background, but mm. not exactly trustworthy or historical. But, mm. um, yeah, Richard Borkham is incredibly detailed. He goes in and just uh, investigates that claim and makes a whole lot of observation that's really brought my Bible reading to light a lot. Um, so he he's points out things like the named people in the gospel, people that we're told their names, like Zacchaeus or Joanna or the the d- disciples, he's saying partly they were named because they were still alive when these gospels were written, and one of the reasons mm. for their naming was that these this scripture was circulating, and you could go and check with those people with Zacchaeus or Joanna about the story if you wanted to. Um, they are there as eyewitnesses, um, yeah. and same for Peter or Matthew. As um, like there's a fairly heavy argument it, it goes into this kind of engaging with people, but what it's done is like really helped my Bible reading because I'm reading it thinking, wow, uh, there's Zacchaeus or, or there's um, mm. Levi, son of, um, and these people were actually you could check with this story, and and this story was came from Peter and it's written mm. down and it, and it's sort of circulating in a generation at a period when you could check. Like, is, is this is this real? So uh, Fascinating. Just brings it so, to life. So you're reading Mark at the moment, aren't you? Because that's what you were saying you were yeah. reading the other week. So yeah. as you're reading Mark and you're seeing names, you're thinking, oh, wow, that is a real person and the verifiable nature of their being named, that, that they're being named means that they this account was verified by yeah. people. Yeah. Wow. Someone like mm. Jairus. We're not giving Jairus's name just sort of randomly. Um but, yeah, you, there was a gyrus. You could have asked him about this episode with his daughter and um, mm. just, yeah, brings it to life. Wow. Sounds like a great book, Richard. Is it – what kind of level reading is it? Uh, to be honest, it's it's pretty nerdy, uh, okay. <laughs> technical levels. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just enjoying it. I'm, a, I'm mostly glossing over it. Like I, yeah. I can't take it all in. But um, uh, it's uh, – yeah, for details, it's just great fun. And this, just very quickly, I'll sneak in something fun. It had a great couple of chapters on names in the gospel. Like we have names, we have sec- first name and second name, but in the Bible, that's not usually the case. That wasn't the regular thing to have a first and second name. You would have all sorts of strange name combinations uh, to identify people. Ah. Like you would have a, a Greek name and a Hebrew name, say, or you'd be known as the son of your um, mother or your 
the brother of someone else. We see that like in some of the disciples. Ah, yeah, yep. Or you'd have a nickname like James the Younger, which he reckons yes. actually means should be just James the Little or James the Shorty because <laughs> he was <laughs> probably short. Um, oh, fascinating. Or, or your job like Simon the Tanner. So, yeah, I there's, there's names in the uh, in the Gospels. Actually, yeah, that, that was I was really learning a lot of stuff there. It was good fun. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh well, I'm glad that right. that's been enjoyable. Good on you, Richard. Yeah, yeah. We better wrap that up. So, um, but yeah, we are out of time. The art when it says good, a good read. So, um, by right, Richard Borkham. Yeah. Cool. Well, have a great week, Joe, Thank and you. I look forward to the next time we catch up. Thanks, Richard. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.